Hi, I'm a helpful Southern California Honda person. And recently, we've been doing random acts of helpfulness, like buying gifts for families and bringing a daughter in the Navy home for the holidays. And during the Happy Honda Day sales event, we can help you too with a great deal on an award-winning Honda, like the Accord, a 2017 car and driver 10 best, a record 31 times. Click the dealer locator link to find a dealer near you and go to SoCalHondaDealers.com to suggest a random act of helpfulness for someone you know. Car and Driver, January 2017. Blog Talk Radio. to 
open up that heart chakra some. So can you elaborate a little bit on that or go into that? Yeah, it's something that's really, really important and so natural that it's quite amazing that there's a lack of information and a lack of attention on something so significant. And that being that for a woman, her positive pull in her body is her heart area. So a positive pull on an individual's body, be it a man or a woman, is going to be the place of their power, the place where they connect to most, really where a place that is home to them. Now, just as a little side note, on the flip side, for a man, the positive pull is the genital area. But coming back to the woman now, it's so important for a woman to be connected to that part of the body, and it's so important for men and women to understand that in relating and in intimate relating and sexual relating, if you really want to turn a woman on, you have to go to the place where she has the most energy. And where she has the most energy is going to be her positive pole. So because we're so conditioned with ideas through porn and through Hollywood movies where everything's about this kind of passion, friction-oriented, penis-vagina, boom, boom, boom kind of thing that everybody really kind of skips over and misses the most erogenous part of a woman's body, which is going to be her heart area. That's where she has the most energy. So I tell men all the time that they really approach a woman backwards. They approach a woman oftentimes the way that they would want to be approached. So for a man, he wants his genitals to be connected with. So everything is pulled toward that. But for a woman, if she's really in alignment with what is natural for her, she will feel and he will also feel the draw and the magnetism that that is radiating and pulls everything to her heart area. So it's, it's really important for a man to connect to the woman's heart, open up the woman's heart, have her live from that place, because that's where she's the most joyous, the most juicy, and really that's where she gets aroused from. Well, well. Ashe, you know, like, you know, it's uh, so true. Ashe, you know, for real. So uh, yeah. no, that when you when you when you shared that with me, I I I uh, you know just definitely it was one of those things that um, again just turned the corner on. And I, up to that point, I thought I had you know good sexual experiences, but of course, after seeing you and Nityama and stuff, that that was that's all relative, right? So uh, you know, it was just a whole yeah, other door think- to start opening. And something, what I just shared is so simple because we're not even really getting into the energetics of things. We're not even speaking about bringing women to orgasm while being on the other part of the world. We're talking about something as simple as just go to her breast before going to her vagina. It's pretty straight. But refraining from doing that would be the same way as if a man had a bunch of sexual experiences and never had any contact with his genitals in the process. It's like imagine if a man had hooked up, had interacted with all these women sexually, and all he ever had was women touching his chest and never making contact with his genitals. That would be crazy, right? Right, right. Good, good way to put it. 
so wow. for a woman, if, if a woman's interacting with a bunch of men and they're never really connecting to her breast, to her positive pole, it's the same as if for a man not making any contact with his, with his genitals. Right. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, yeah, no no question there. Well, one another thing back in 2013 when I got my session with you up there in Malibu, um, which was the perfect setting for it, the ocean and all of that. That was that, that was beautiful. But uh, one of the things you said when we were just talking before the session, you were like, when you get up on that table, you're going to see how powerful you are and how powerful and, and how it is you that has created all of the things that are maybe holding yourself back or this or that. You're going to see how it's you that's doing that. Uh, could you speak to that a little bit? Because, again, that when I had, just to share with the family out there, when I had my session with Sasha, I began to, to, to both feel electricity from my head to my toes, and then, you know, my body just jerking around. At one point, she had to, actually twice she had to help me to the bathroom because I couldn't even get up and walk. <laughs> uh, that's, <laughs> that's how orgasmically blissed out I was. And, um, and, then the, and then the other thing was it's like scenes from my life where there's firing, like I could see these scenes. So could you speak a little bit to that about what, what was meant there is like how powerful, how we hold ourselves back? Yeah, it's everything in society is created to disconnect you from yourself. And the you that you are or this energy that you are, it's God. It's divine. It's so powerful. It's powerful beyond your imagination. So most people live a life without having true access to this power, without having true access to this godly self that they are. So in the energy work, it's created to have that energy come back to reclaim you. And when it comes back to reclaim the individual, they are blown away by seeing and experiencing, as you said, through a felt sense, the power that they are how divine, how godly, how beautiful, how powerful this being that they are is in this incarnation. And so in the process, when this energy comes in, it starts to fill you up. As you said, you felt all this electricity, all this energy moving through you. It can only reside in you fully 100% in the way it's meant to be as long as there's nothing else there holding it back. So as it comes in, it pushes out on everything else that you've collected that does not belong to you in any kind of way. And this is how in the process when you mentioned that you would see all these images and pictures of different things that gone on for you in your life, it's when what you've been holding on to, these false belief patterns, conditioning, different memories that have affected you in certain kind of ways, whatever's been held in the body, as it's being released, as this energy comes in, floods into you, and starts to push out on all these things, when they come to the surface on their way out, you actually get to see them. You actually get to see how these different experiences, thoughts, feelings have been affecting and navigating your life for you against what is in alignment for you. Navigating your life. What did you say again? What was that last part? Navigating your life. Man, how, that was a quotable right there. You have been navigating your life, how they've been controlling you. A lot of people don't realize that, let me put it this way, 
people have a very false idea that they have control of their lives. Mm. What they Mm. don't realize is that they don't have any control of their lives. There are other energies that are controlling them and navigating them in their lives. They become like robots, machines walking around. And, and we know that because the moment that a person attempts to make a shift or a real, transfer, real transformation, a change in their life, all those energies come fighting and resisting that change. Wow. Everything that you've believed and given energy to, whenever you give energy things, to things, they grow. So whatever you've been giving energy to is sitting there fighting to keep you in a sleep mode. Wow. Wow. I remember when I was up on that table, I guess at some point I was being my natural self at that point, kind of left brain, and, you know, just kind of in my head about it and everything, trying to breathe and do the microcosmic orbit or some shit, you know, while, while 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 we're on the table and everything, and you're like, you're a control freak, you know, and I was like, what, what? I, I, I like to think I was just a freak, but you said I was a control freak, you know, and so that was that was interesting. And, uh, so that's what you're talking about there is how we suppress ourselves. I, I remember in one of your interviews I watched recently, it said, you said about um, us, you know, following our natural enemy, uh, our natural energy um, without suppressing or exaggerating it. So we talked a little bit about how we're control freaks or how we shut ourselves down. Can you speak a little bit to the exaggeration? How do we exaggerate our sexuality or our, our energy? Well, pretty much anything. You, let me just make sure I got the question right. You're you're saying how do we over exaggerate sexuality? Let's say. Yes, yes, our natural energy. So we suppress it in some ways, you know, like being control freaking, shutting it down, or whatever. How are some of the yeah. ways that you've seen that we exaggerate it? Well, it's everywhere. Pretty much everything that you see in our society is over exaggerated sexuality. To mm. advertisement, everything's overly sexualized. To any kind of video that portrays sex is all the time this acting out pleasure and sex without actually having pleasure in sex. Mm. Or dressing a particular kind of way. You know, and, and not only am I sharing this because of my ability to see that in regular life, but also from having worked with so many people, It's amazing how many people look on the surface like very sexually liberated people, meaning, you know, there's a lot of women that will really show their skin and dress what we would call very sexy, but they've Mm -hmm. never had an orgasm in their life ever. They know nothing about having sexual pleasure. Mm -hmm. They've really never experienced sex the way that it's meant to be experienced. And same thing goes for men. You know, a lot of times when I have a conversation with men and I ask them about kind of the sex and the quality of sex and the experiences they have, for me it's pretty much you've never had sex. And they'll be like, well, what do you mean I've never had sex? I've had sex with 300 different women. I don't care how many women you've had sex with. Just because you stick a penis in a vagina and you ejaculate at the end of it does not mean that you've ever actually really experienced real sex in the way it was meant to be. So all of this 
mentalizing about sexuality. Just thinking about sex is already over-exaggerating it because sex is something that happens in the body, not in the mind. So the moment that you take sex into the mental realm, you've already over-exaggerated a natural energy that's supposed to reside in the body, not in the mind. Church. Amen. Ashe, <laughs> all of that. <laughs> Family, go back and listen to what she just said. It, it, it was That was so profound right there. That was, wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Um. And what I'm doing, Sasha, is I'm just kind of taking people through my journey of my that my how you've shared yourself and your wisdom and everything with me and different experiences and stuff. So I'm kind of asking some of the questions based on, you know, our interactions and stuff. Another thing, uh, the first time that we actually hung out in L.A., you said uh, that uh, sometimes you're just lay on the bed and, you know, maybe your family or friends might get on you, oh, you're being lazy, you know, whatever, you know, kind of because we have these things that society says that we need to be doing in order to, have the illusion of, uh, you know, that we're out here making things happen, you know, so grinding and every day I'm hustling, you know, all this stuff. And you told me yeah. what, what you do is you lay on the bed sometimes and you just shift your inner world and your outer world shifts. Can you explain that a little bit to the family? I, I'm Every day I'm hustling in my bed. <laughs> that's, that's, that's really what I'm doing because <laughs> – it's not that I'm doing nothing. I'm getting probably more done laying in bed than most people do out in the world. Mm. Because your external world is a direct reflection of the internal. Everything is everything that you see out here is a manifestation of what goes on for you internally and also what you can create and manifest into the external plane from the internal plane. So for myself, especially being a woman, meaning especially being a natural magnet, the nature of the woman is to manifest through her receptivity. So for me, when I'm laying up in my bed, if I have things to do, whatever it may be, it could be something that I'm working on more on myself internally to have more harmony in my relatings or family and personal kind of intimate issues, or it could be business or it could be money. I'm creating and building all these things in my internal world. So much so giving it feeling and motorizing it with all of this internal electromagnetic energy feeding it until eventually it materializes in the physical plane. So what it can look like is that, if I am looking for, let's say, a graphic designer, mm-hmm. instead of me reaching out and calling a bunch of people and trying to figure out how to find a graphic designer, I just sit inside of myself. Let's say I lay up in my bed. Mm-hmm. And I get into a connection with the perfect person to design what I need. Mm-hmm. And then from there, by me feeling and being with a particular thing, eventually life externally has to mirror what I'm creating and what I'm experiencing internally. So that's how I hustle in my bed. Now, on the flip side, and I really want to share this because everybody is manifesting at all times, whether they're doing it consciously or unconsciously. So the same way that I could be laying up in my bed and consciously 
creating things that I actually want to see in the world. The same way that a lot of people are unconsciously creating things that they in no way want to have in their life by daydreaming about negative things that they don't want to have. Right. Right. So it's very important for people to understand the power that they carry so that you're conscious and put a lot of intention into what kind of energy you're feeding in the ethereal plane knowing that everything that happens in the ethereal plane, in the mental plane, is actually material and will manifest into the physical world at one point or another. I know in ancient Egypt... um, I, I just became aware of one thing that I had shared with a friend of mine about people when they're making love and the power of manifestation. In lovemaking. Now, on one side is that if any, you know, if you've ever heard of sex magic, wow, what power it is to use sex for magic for a manifestation. Now, on the flip side, how many couples do you know, or how many people do you know that hook up and start thinking all kinds of negative things when they're having sex? Now, they can get together with their couple and be thinking, oh, you know. I don't know, some kind of things around jealousy. I don't want this man or I don't want this woman to go off with another man. Now you start visualizing that. If that thought even crosses your mind while you're having sex, you better drop it immediately. Because if you give any energy to it while you're in the lovemaking act, feeding it with so much power and energy, guess what? It's going to manifest. But it's going to manifest because of your creation and using the sex magic unconsciously rather than you just saying, oh, I knew this was going to happen. I like that. Wow. Yeah, like you were saying, letting this this energy to redeem us and, and wow, giving attention, you know, being very aware. I know in ancient Kemet, they, uh, ancient Egypt, they would uh, show the the pharaoh as having a flail and a crook, uh, you know, to either in the left hand to gently, you know, the yin side to pull himself, pull her or himself back to awareness or to beat ourselves back to awareness. So sounds like what you're saying is we definitely need to, especially in the love, uh, love, love making, we need to, to, to really be aware, bring awareness into the bedroom. That's why the name of the show is Conscious Relating. Um, and speaking of being aware, Sasha, I know you talked a little bit about um, alcohol being some, you know, going into the club and watching people and seeing how people use alcohol to actually put space between them and their pain. Uh, what about sex? How do people? How have you seen either in your personal life or in the work that you do, people using sex, the actual act of sex, to distance themselves from pain? Well, pretty much anything, anything that you do without awareness can be an escapism. So anything that creates a release as well can be a way of discharging certain types of energy so you don't have to feel them. So for sure, just like all other vices, be it alcohol, drugs, shopping, food, and sex, all of those things can be used to escape from oneself. And it is very true that there are way too many people on this planet that are using it as such. 
I, you know, I just did a session for, for this man yesterday. And the theme of the session, which I may even post to my YouTube channel at some point if people want to check it out, is he finally got into a relating with a woman that he really enjoys. Okay. And she was really enjoying him. And he told me that he became so insecure in the relating. He just felt so uncomfortable and so insecure about the possibility of her going off with someone else that he broke up with her. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Okay. And and to me, it's just crazy to think that, crazy to think that, and also to know how common it has become because of the stories that I hear from people, that they would rather have these superficial escapism type of sexual hookups that never really touch them or bring up any kind of feeling in them so as to keep themselves from ever feeling their false beliefs about how they're not good enough, how jealousy and basically every all the insecurities that may come up in a relating. They would rather keep themselves from having deep intimacy and have these just escapism type of sexual hookups just to keep themselves from feeling uncomfortable. That's insane. Uh, yeah, I can see that. How we, how we may, on the outside, I remember you talking about love songs and the idea of romance and the one and everything, and we have these different ideals or ideas in our mind or whatever, but then when the real experience comes to us, we find ourselves not ready or underprepared or, and really there's no preparation other than just taking our breath and being present. You know, like you said, just like you told me before, just show up. But Yeah, but just with, it's a good point that you also brought up. I want to touch on that. Apart from using sex as an escapism and having these superficial hookups, having the idea of the one and all this romanticism, that's also an escapism. Mm. And it's an escapism because on one level you could say, I don't want to be with anybody. I just want to hook up with a bunch of people. And on another level somebody else could say, I, don't, I only want my one. I only want to be with my soulmate and all this. Whatever happened to being in real life? Whatever happened to being in real relatings with real people, dealing with real situations that come up in the present moment? Because that's what relating is all about. We've got to get out of all these ideas, whether it's about hooking up or whether it's about romanticism, and actually stick to being in real life with real things that arise for us and learning from that. There's no better way to learn and grow inside yourself, internally, self-development, self-growth, as it is in an intimate relationship with a person. Wow. Wow. Family, just th- listen to this stuff. Sit with it for a little bit. Feel it in your body. Let it, let, don't just make it a mental thing. Actually go into your body and feel what she's saying. Let it register somewhere in your body, in your being, what she's saying, because it's, it can set you free. Um and wrapping up, Sasha, I mean, we have thirty we had thirty minutes. We're down to three now. So I know you got some workshops coming up. I know, it goes by quick, you know, it goes by, you know, um when you're being present and in the moment, you know, uh follow time, mother moment. So if you would tell us a little bit about um about your upcoming workshops and then anything you want to leave the family with. Okay. So first thing the workshops. Um, the next one, tomorrow I travel, I go to Tulum with some activities there, or if anyone's out there. 
And I have a Seed of Transformation little tour. First workshop is in Los Angeles in January. And then in February, there's Wellington, New Zealand. And then Australia, Sunshine Coast, Melbourne, Byron Bay. And then Bali. So if anybody's in any parts of that world, um, workshops are available. And I'll be in Europe in the summertime. Other than that, I really want to share with people that I just started a new YouTube channel, and I'm going to be busting new videos out every single week, at least once a week. And it's really so that I have an opportunity to share all the information that I have on a regular basis with people. So there's some sessions, some interviews, and there'll be some personal stuff on there. You can check that out. It's youtube.com slash Sasha Cobra. And let's see, last thoughts. What can I possibly tell people? Well, Sam, I'll just say that everybody's got to be more and more committed to waking up now more than ever. You've really, really got to start questioning everything that is around you and start cleaning yourself up. Stop watching Facebook news feeds. Stop watching television, all these crazy movies, stop listening to crazy music. We've got to clean up our psyche because I feel like with the internet being as readily available to us as it is now, this overload of information, we are polluting ourselves more than educating ourselves. And for me, it's more important now than ever with so much beautiful information available to us to to really start to wake up, to clean ourselves up, clean up our psyche, start to discipline our minds. Wow. Well, that's the perfect note to, you know, she she's given us uh, right there, you know, the, the takeaway, you know, is, again, the power is in, the, in each one of our hands, you know, and in our bodies. It's the body's experiences, and, you know, as Sasha has just been pointing out. So, uh, you know, thank you again, Sasha, for, not just today, but for all the, the wisdom you've imparted over the years that I've been privileged to know you and everything, I appreciate you very greatly. You know, again, you're one of those masters that have come in my life and reminded me, you know, of my, my own self. And I hope through this uh, talk that some people out there are being reminded of their own greatness. So um, thank you again, Sasha. Thank you so far. Beautiful, man. I, I really appreciate you, too. All right. All right, family. Again, thank you for tuning in, and speak to you next time. Peace. I'm a helpful Southern California Honda person. And recently, we've been doing random acts of helpfulness, like buying gifts for families and bringing a daughter in the Navy home for the holidays. And during the Happy Honda Day sales event, we can help you too with a great deal on an award-winning Honda, like the Accord, a 2017 car and driver 10 best a record 31 times. Click the dealer locator link to find a dealer near you and go to SoCalHondaDealers.com to suggest a random act of helpfulness for someone you know. Car and driver, January 2017. 
Hi, I'm a helpful Southern California Honda person. And recently, we've been doing random acts of helpfulness, like buying gifts for families and bringing a daughter in the Navy home for the holidays. And during the Happy Honda Day sales event, we can help you too with a great deal on an award-winning Honda, like the Accord, a 2017 car and driver 10 best, a record 31 times. Click the dealer locator link to find a dealer near you and go to SoCalHondaDealers.com to suggest a random act of helpfulness for someone you know. Car and driver, January 2017.